<laughs> Sorry, I just said this is where I th- feign enthusiasm and I just pictured myself as John Krasinski in um, Away We Go. Oh. <laughs> doing the fake voice, trying to pretend that he was like, um, it's a big shot. Um, what was he doing in that film? Who cares? Self-insurance. <laughs> he says, nobody cares, Sean. <laughs> Hi, I'm Peter Shepard. Uh, this is In The Move Podcast. This is the 114th time we've done this quite ridiculously. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Callum Reid. Um, Bonasera. Since I came from Venice. (laughs) Yeah, and we're keeping this opening. We're not stopping and re-recording it. Um, So Irini has just come back from Venice. Mm -hmm. Just off the boat. Um, She's going to bring us news of um, everything that went down there. Mm -hmm. Yes. I highly doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) Although technically Venice is just going down anywhere. Mm. Aww. Best well, city in the world. It'll outlive us, won't it? Yes, but still, it's it should be mortal. Okay, has anyone got any news, um, non-film-related news? Do we have any sporting? Does anyone want to talk about Marin Cilic? Um, I want to talk about Kane Ishikori. Just, I think I'd better get bet against him three times. I just lost every time. The bar steward. Oh, you bet for him. No against him. Oh. <laughs> I think I had, uh, they had Stan and then Accumulator and then I had... Um, who else did he beat? Uh, Djokovic. Anyway, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Any news, Arini? Non-film? Um, not really. Sporting-wise, there's the Munda um, Basket going on and we mm. were um, eliminated uh, on Sunday, so I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> and we did... Grace did pretty awful at the... Was um, uh, Papa Nicola playing? I think so. I mm. think so. But we, uh, on the same day, we did very bad at the um, Euro um, Romanials. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I don't want to talk about that. Okay, on to bigger and brighter things. Well, actually, no, because... Um... We're doing the pack too. <laughs> Later. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I wanted to... Me- yes, uh, last week we mentioned... Uh, I mentioned about John Rivers was in a yes. bad way, and um, mm. obviously that didn't get better. Mm. So I'm kind of really gutted about that because mm. watch Fashion Police every week, and she was just hilarious. What are they? Um, what are they doing in Fashion Police then? I don't know how they can carry on uh, because she was such a big part of it. I, it, I mean, they could try and get another comedian, or they could try and go the Have I Got News for You route with the guest hosts. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, it's not as if the others aren't bitchy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, it's just especially so the one, Especially jokes. the one who does the red carpet for E. I mean, when, I've only seen it, like, 15 minutes or so here and there, and she, she seems to be quite vicious. <laughs> yeah, no, they all are. Juliana, is that her name? <laughs> yeah. Are they all are vicious? <laughs> isn't, isn't that the point of the show? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but uh, apparently the funeral was very star-studded. Hugh Jackman sang in it. And... Great. Mm. Yeah. What did she do to deserve that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm um, just slagged a few people off and mm. they just thought, well... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> did Tom Hooper make him do it in one take? <laughs> <laughs> don't drag Tom Hooper into this. <laughs> What is he doing, by the way? Is he is he going to do a western now? He's... Oh God, is he? <laughs> <laughs> he's 
He's doing a documentary on the history of the fisheye lens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Should we start with Venice then? Sure. Do you want to okay. do the awards? Let's do the awards. You can go through them if you want. What are maybe. the awards? No, no, no. You go on. I'll tell you what I think of them. Okay. So the Golden Lion. <laughs> can we have a round of applause for Rainy, please? <laughs> What one? I don't know any of these, by the way. Yay, Roy Anderson's go me. A Pigeon Sat on a Branch Reflecting on Existence. I predicted the it the second the uh, official lineup was announced. Is it as bad as the title? The title uh, is bad. The title is not bad when you see the movie. Have you seen his previous two uh, songs from the second floor and uh, You the Living? I gave up on no. songs on the second floor after about 20 minutes and I watched uh, Tyler once showed me one scene from You the Living, which I wanted to see. The train wedding. For the Oscars. Uh, no, yeah, it's something on the train, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, six minutes later, I thought, you know what, that's actually made me not want to see it. Well, uh, this one is exactly the same as the previous two. Exactly the yes. same kind of movie. It's a collection of scenes more than it is, you know. So is it him just being completely stale, rehashing his uh, stuff? No, because um, this is going to sound weird, but the sentiments are new. Uh, and it's it's not boring in the way that stale would make do you think it would be because it's really funny uh, um still it's exactly the same as the previous two uh most people here in greece he's like a god people adore him and i isn't everybody like a god in greece isn't that whole point? <laughs> <laughs> um i do not love his um his the, the movies that he makes but uh, this one i think it's um, it's my favorite of the three uh, I've it's... never met anybody who's seen one. Really? Oh. I've never had a conversation. Not yeah. even online. Apart from you two, most of the and Tyler, I've never spoken to anybody about a Roy Anderson film. Oh, okay. I don't think I have either. You actually. should. I think you should try to watch. I songs... want to watch a Swedish love story. Well, was... that that's very different. That's not like these last ones. Uh, Swedish love stories. Yeah, it's a <laughs> proper film. And it's very sweet. I think you're going to like that one. Uh, but uh, these three are a trilogy. And um, yeah, so this one is the same as the previous two. Exactly the same style, exactly the same feeling. Um, it was obvious that it was going to win. It was time for him to win. Well, and... exactly. I mean, it's like, it's a bit like the Ceylon situation at Cannes. Mm, are, yeah. are we just, are people just giving awards to filmmakers that, haven't been properly recognized no yet, no no or is it, it to do well, with the film it's a fun film and the competition was not extremely extremely strong uh, uh but yeah no i think it's an okay winner i think it's a good winner well the thing with uh festival awards is that okay fine you don't have the you do have the same like build up of like makeup and what have you that you do it like stuff like the Oscars or the Golden Globes or BAP, but not necessarily BAFTA because BAFTA don't care if you've won the previous two years they'll just <laughs> give it you again. Yeah. Um. But a point I was going to make was uh, that with the film festivals it's more to do with like say for example Juliet Binoche in Certified Copy, people were saying she was might win during the festival not because she was really good which she was but because she was the poster girl for the festival. And they were hmm. looking at Best Actress and just thinking, well, you know what, Binoche is actually the face of the festival this year. And and she lost. Yeah. And Oh, she went, no, she went for Certified Copy, didn't she? Oh, did she win for Certified Copy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the um, Awesome. So, well, on the one hand, it is sort of trying to find the most appropriate place to reward something. But then on the other hand, it's uh, other 
other factors do come into play and it actually it's almost equal if not more to like the usual awards in terms of like you know what it's actually not really about the performance I mean something like yeah I it's about the politics I know I haven't seen it and I, and I haven't seen it and I know a lot of people think she's very good but like Dunstan Dunst. and Collier hmm. that is the place to reward that film if you're going to so it, it might be a deserving win but I, that's not why she won I well don't I think, think actually the reason she won is because they couldn't give one to Von Trier because of what he said. <laughs> yeah. So they couldn't give him the actual award. Yeah, they yeah. couldn't give him Best Director or they couldn't give him the grand prize. Mm. Mm. Why did Liv Ullman threaten to kill them? <laughs> <laughs> um, Best Director went to Andrei Konchalovsky for The Postman's really? White Knights. Yeah, I didn't which... see that one that played on the last day, so no opinion bit of, there. Bit of a comeback for him. Hmm. Um... The Silver Lion went to The Look of Silence from Joshua Oppenheimer. Uh, yeah. Which... I thought that was going to win. Yeah, no, that was obvious again that it was going to take something. It was impossible to live without an award. I had not seen The uh, the Act of Killing. I tried a couple Actually, of times. Yeah. But, uh, because that's of... harsh. <laughs> well, no, but I know... I know... <laughs> I know something of Irini's taste in films. No, I I want to see it, and I will at some point. It was honestly it's it was, too depressing. For it's you. too long. Well, yeah, I saw this one. This is I, they. Everybody who's seen both agrees that uh, the look of silence is much more depressing because this is from the oh, side God. of the victims. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because this one is um, filmed from the side of the victims. And uh, it's yeah, okay, uh, yeah. from how they described it to me. This one is much more sentimental, and I was a complete wreck by the end. It's, it's, it's. Of course, it's very good, and it's really well made, and it's really interesting, and it's. But oh my god, <laughs> it's yes, it was a very hard watch. Still, it was. Uh, well, this w- is the woman who'd rather watch night moves than the. Uh, UEFA champion. Uh, what was it? The Super Cup final. <laughs> yeah, something like so, that. So yes, you are a sucker for punishment sometimes. Irini, did you see all of Night Moves? Uh, yeah, I did. I did not Ooh. like it. Okay. <laughs> uh, my Lots friend of... who was my friend who was sitting next to me at Night Moves, uh, he uh, whispered at some point that um, uh, if I was because you know the eco terrorist thing, that uh, if I was a vegetarian, this movie would make me turn back to eating meat. So, <laughs> I kind of agree with that. Ouch. Um, okay, special jury prize went to Sivas. Yeah, Turkish which film. is a debut film. It's uh, it's a debut movie, and it was in the in competition. It's really really good. It's a very simple story about a boy in the Turkish uh, mountains and a dog, and it's uh, quite hard because it has a lot of scenes of dog fighting. And, oh, no. uh, yeah, really, ugh, brutal. But, uh. Well, like I, a Morris Peros sort of. Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, but the movie's really good, and, uh, the kid is amazing. The, it's, he's five or six years old, he's really, really good. And, uh, the, it's not as, um, depressing as it sounds. Uh, it's, uh, it's quite smart and, uh, and beautifully made. I really liked it. That one is it, um, London. So, oh, good. people check it out based mm-hmm. on Arini's recommendation. Uh, best actor and best actress went to Adam Driver and Albert Rohrwalker for Hungry Hearts. Absolutely deserving, both of them. 
Um, okay, well... Couldn't they make a decision? <laughs> no, she uh, won actress. Yeah, she oh, right. won actor, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Do they play a couple? Or? Yes, they play a couple, and uh, it's one of the... Str- okay, first let me say that it was obvious that she was going to win because the only other um, lead actress or actress in competition uh, was a woman from a Chinese film called uh, Red Amnesia. And uh, it was obvious that the Italian girl That was, was... the original title for Before I Go to Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Although red as in R-E-A-D. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I've had two beers, I'm sorry. I, think, I actually think Before I Go to Sleep should have actually been titled Welcome to the Punch. <laughs> but, oh, you wow. know. It's called Amnesia here. I saw a Greek poster today. It's called Amnesia. Much anyway, better than before I go to sleep. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Koalas. what do you think? Do you think it's about someone who just um, has a glass of milk and brushes the teeth? It's not exactly <laughs> the most exciting thing ever. I mean, I could say a few more crude things, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> oh dear. But it's Hungry Hearts good arena. Oh my Jonah. god, it's 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 insane. I loved it. It's it goes. It starts as a you know fairly conventional romantic movie. It's a cute. It's a meet cute, and uh, they fall in love, and they get married, and uh, she gets pregnant, and that's the first ten minutes of the movie. And that's that way round. Oh my god! How, how <laughs> <laughs> and then they have the baby, and it goes someplace where. I don't know. I couldn't imagine a movie going there. I didn't know anything about it going in, and uh, I suggest you do the same. Um, it's it goes insane. It's just uh, oh my god, this is frigging disgusting. What? Sorry, there's a advert just come on IMDb with Ed bloody Sheeran singing. Oh, back, <laughs> back, back. You scared I didn't me. Hear that. God, no, no, that, that scared me. Oh my I thought God. you were going to say there was like, something in the room. Yeah, great. I've got another song about misogyny. Wonderful. <sighs> Sorry. Um, anyway, I, have anyway. To him, I have to listen to him multiple times a day. Sorry. <laughs> um, Hungry Hearts is very, very interesting. The director is Italian, and uh, his previous movie, The uh, Solitude of Prime Numbers, I think it was called, is very strange too. But this one is absolutely crazy. The It's... Uh, psychological terror kind of thing and mm. uh but he does weird things with the camera too he keeps um transforming the the actors he keeps transforming the uh, the lens and uh weird things are happening with the lens of the camera it's it's very strange so it's Tom what like um in uh don't look now um, where they have that what is it? Where he has the... Yeah, it's transforming the, the the figures and the spaces because it's all you know a spiraling in the mind of the um, uh, of the main characters. It's it's really weird. I really really liked it. It's it doesn't look best, like anything I've seen recently. The best and... film I saw for something like that was uh, an early nineties thriller called Blink uh, with Madeline Stowe, and so she <laughs> basically she's like getting her she's been blinded and she's getting her sight back. And the cinematography in that is absolutely fantastic, but no one's ever heard of the film. Because mm. you've got to be like an old bastard like me to remember. <laughs> it. Um, okay, our best screenplay went to Tales from Iran. Yeah, I purposely avoided that. I could have seen it, but I haven't. Is it bleak? Uh, it's uh, supposed to be really bleak and, uh, yeah, boring and pointless. 
and uh, the director she the uh, tail Kelly Reichardt like, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't think so but it's a, it's like a short it's like short stories of women who have appeared the characters of which have appeared in previous movies of the director so you see them you know which we'll get onto later oh maybe. okay I did not so, see that one but I did not hear good things Okay, um, Horizons, lastly, Horizons went to the film Court which is from re- India. Yeah, which is very, very interesting. I read the plot, which is about um, uh, a folk singer who is accused because he has a song that is promoting suicide among mine workers or something, and a <laughs> mine worker kills himself, so they take him to court and accuse him uh, for the crime. And I read that and it sounded really interesting. So I went to see the movie. And the movie is is that, but it's so much more because it goes, you know, into exploring the whole legal system of India. It's Is it all in the courtroom? Oh, no, no, no. It's, it, no, it's not it's <laughs> yeah, not all that that's what's so great about it. It's not all in the courtroom. And it's not it's not that uh, it's not that heavy, it's not that strict. It has that in the center. It's a very, very interesting movie. I really liked it. So, nothing there for Birdman. No Michael Keaton went for Birdman. No. So, right, uh, run us through everything else you, you saw and why do you not think Birdman struck a chord with the jury? Okay, because um, I don't know why. I thought it was going to win direction or something. Um, it's a very impressive movie. Uh, it's gorgeous. Uh, but my problem with it is that it's going to age really, really badly. I mean... Technology. <laughs> it, no, it's not the technology. It's uh, the references and the script. It's written so um, much. What, taking a pop at Marvel and things like that? Yes, exactly. It's It it feels awkward. And I think that in a couple of years, it would, it will be unwatchable. But for right now, it's very, very impressive. It's a lot of fun. The performances are great, uh, but it's not a great movie. I don't think so. What about awards chances? What do you think? Um, well, the technicals, obviously, and Lubetsky, <laughs> give him, ten, I don't know, a billion Oscars for what he does here because it's the whole movie is made to look does he like... Does actually shoot people? Does he actually, <laughs> apart from faces? <laughs> the, the whole movie is made to look like one continuous take. And uh, yawn, yawn, no, 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 yawn. no, 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 because it, it, I know how it sounds, but it has flashbacks and flash forwards and special effects and dream sequences all in that one take. And Russian it, arc, no, but it, it, it's not <laughs> it's like crap, that. it's so crap. <laughs> no, it's not like that. It's it's stunning what he does. Uh, he's gonna hit, Pete's gonna hit this, <laughs> but it's you're gonna like it. Not. Um, okay, so, okay, let me see what else from uh, competition. Uh, there's, there was the, um, French movie, The Price of Glory, which is about two people who try to steal Charlie Chaplin's coffin. Um, it was kind of boring. And uh, with a hmm. premise like that, yeah, it could have been something really interesting, but it wasn't. It's More on that later. Forgettable. Um, <laughs> 99 <laughs> Homes, the yeah. Bahrani movie. I really like that one. I thought I, I think I almost had a heart attack two or three times. Uh, it's very obvious. It's exactly the movie you think it's going to be, but it's, you know, a good version of that movie. Um, it's very tense and because you know that uh, it keeps escalating and escalating, 
and it's going to blow up at some point and you see it and you can't wait for it to happen. Uh, How's really Andrew? Like He's good. Uh, Shannon is good too. Shannon is great. Uh, they're both Thank good. you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Um, okay, Apart- what else? Wait, no, hold on. Premium Rush. Oh my God. Oh my God, yes. No. Oh, but I kind of like that movie. <laughs> I kind of did, but he was yeah, around us. It's got Levis in it. You're gonna like it. <laughs> in biker shorts. Um, okay. <laughs> so, uh, really, you sure you don't want to stick around for the today's um, podcast is brought to you for <laughs> <laughs> Isaac Ray. Subconscious. <laughs> um, okay. Other things in competition. Uh, three Hard. The what Benoit with Jack- Joseph Le- Joseph Gordon Levitt's biker shorts. <laughs> is that what they're in competition with? Um, <laughs> oh my god, I've just seen Andrew Garfield's beard. Oh yes. What, what is going who, who, who's, on? Who's he going out with? Emma Stone. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> oh, that's okay. got that's got to be for a role, surely. <laughs> I've just seen it. He looks like he's bit. He looks like Tom Hanks and Oh, you away. mean the beard and not going out with Emma Stone? No. <laughs> Behave. <laughs> We're going to get sued. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, really? Okay, so Three Hearts. (laughs) Yeah, which I really did not want to see because I hated Farewell, My Queen. I hate hate that movie. I hate that movie. (laughs) I passionately despise that movie. And I didn't want to see Three Hearts because of that. So it was good. Um, It was a lot of fun. It's it's a ridiculous melodrama. It's... uh, uh, there's a guy who meets Charlotte Gainsbourg on a train and uh, he falls in love with her and they, f- they fall in love and then uh, they walk around for a night and then they lose each other. Oh, come on, Sounds it's before familiar. sunset. <laughs> Sunrise. Sunrise. Uh, and uh, <laughs> then she goes away anyway and uh, he meets her sister and he marries her sister. What? And then it's, so it's before sunrise meets Dan in real life. And then he finds out that they're sisters. Uh, so, okay, the sisters are um, Charlotte Gainsbourg and Chiara Mastroianni, and their mom is Catherine Deneuve. Okay, the movie is ridiculous, but it's very enjoyable uh, because it does not take itself seriously at all. Uh, it has this uh, thing where uh, people are, you know, giving dramatic looks to each other, like, I know what's going on. And every time uh, there's a side glance, you know, a very dramatic one, the movie, the music goes boom, boom, boom. It's It's like I am love. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of fun. It's not a, you know. Sounds like Diva Central. (laughs) Yeah. Possibly for Deneuve. Does Deneuve have any motherly speeches? Um, Not really. She cooks most of the movie. She makes cakes. It's, I don't know. (laughs) It's very weird. Anyway, um, other things in competition. Uh, Far From Men, uh, the one with Viggo Mortensen. It's a French Mm -hmm. movie about... Um, a teacher in an Algerian village who tries to um, help some fugitives. Well, it's it's exactly the French Algerian movie you've seen a billion times before. It's the same movie. Um, it's good, but um, um, okay. Then there's Manglehorn, the David Gordon Green, which you love. People, I heard people raving quite a lot about Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah, he was very, very good in this one, especially because it played uh, back to back with The Humbling, the Barry Levinson movie, where he co-stars with Greta Gerwig, and I thought he was awful in The Humbling. Uh, oh God! I, okay. I, re- I really, really did not like him in that. He plays a pompous stage actor, and it goes 
way, way off for me. Uh, so Mangelhomer was right after that, and he's much more um, charming, and you know, it's a much simpler. Why does he does he do a tango on a dance floor when he's not looking? <laughs> No, he does not. But he has a cat which he loves very much, and it's adorable. <laughs> oh, Harry and Tonto. It's revenge for the loss. <laughs> that is hilarious. If that is actually just taking the piss out of our guy, Harry and Tonto. <laughs> is the cat on a lead? <laughs> the cat on what? On a lead, like you know, have a dog on a lead. Um, no, no, no. it's not. No. Damn. Oh, or maybe it is. I. You know what? It it's may not be. normal if it is. <laughs> you know, but it, nothing is normal in that movie. Uh, there is a cr- there's a car crash scene in Manglehorn where instead of blood, you have watermelons. So nothing is normal in that movie. That's Don't why say I like watermelons. It. You know where I'm going to go. <laughs> the way with cloud. Yeah. Uh, okay, let me finish. So, uh, in competition, the cat by Fatih Hakim, which. I don't know. I was very excited about this one because I really like him. Um, really? Yes, I love Soul Kitchen. I have no idea why, but I love that movie. No, I was thinking more Edge of Heaven. I like Edge of Heaven quite a lot. Um, what about, what about well, well, the first one? Oh, head On. Sounds, I haven't yeah. seen Head On. I was, gonna, I was just going to say, I was about to say the first one's the best, but then I thought, Pete, that just sounds really snobbish. Is head, <laughs> which Head On is it? Is it the Sybil Cassini? Gagan Divant. Gagan Divant. It's 2004. And it's with uh, Sibel Kikeli yeah, in it, yeah. uh, because um, she was a well. How can I put this without saying the word porn star? Um, an adult actress. Oh wait, I just did. <laughs> um, uh, and so he sort of like, plucked her from nowhere, and then then she actually turned into a very decent actress. And what was she in? She was, what was Germany's submission the other day? Fremde. She was really oh. good in that, and there was that was just ah, super super little. I think it was like it 2009. Can, it can happen, you know. Mm. Th- it's, uh, everybody's not, not Sasha just Gray. Sasha Gray or um, <laughs> the guy from the Canyons. <laughs> oh, what was that? What was that guy's name? That was James, James Dean. Dean. I love how you both know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Google image. <laughs> oh god. Well, I wouldn't do that. You don't know what you're going to get. It probably oh. would probably be some woman's face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. Oh god. <laughs> anyway, Irene, are you? Have you got any more? To- no, yeah, the cat. So the cat was awful. It was actually it was not awful. It was the most mediocre kind of movie because it's an epic with Taharahim. Um, he plays a guy who. Uh, uh, he's a deer in headlights. <laughs> well, no, he's he he's a mute and he's searching for his daughters through continents and seasons and blah blah blah. It's it's it was really boring if- and. If he's in mute, that's bad because we've been talking about how he's going downhill. He's yeah, but you know he's, he's quite better awkward when he's and expressive and si- at the moment. Yeah, I don't know. I he used to be so amazing. I have no idea what happened to him. Anyway, two more films in competition. What? No, carry on. I'll come back to Tara in a minute. In a minute. Go on. Okay. Uh, he he was brilliant in a prophet, but I don't know what's going on now. Agree. Um, so I okay, two more films that just... I want to mention in competition. <laughs> Our children. He was very uninteresting, and he just got acted off the screen by um, uh, Emily Dickin. Emily Dickin, and you've still got to watch Rosetta. Oh right, Bit, bitch. Um, we're back to <laughs> That's Cal I'm referring to. <laughs> <laughs> we are back to nineteen ninety. Yeah. Well, that's Sorry, two go. already. Come on, yes. last two. Um. Okay, like, last like two. James okay, Dean, you've so got to one is. Well. 
Okay, you want to listen, hear about these two. Okay, the one is the Alex Delaport, the woman who did Angela yes. Tony, uh, which is the last hammer blow is the title of the movie. You're both going to love this one. I did not like, I, I, I think like, it was I like that kind title. of forgettable. Uh, yes, and the title is amazing. When the explanation comes, it's pretty awesome. The movie is about, uh, it's very Dardenish. In, um, it's about a kid who's, um, Who's caught between how do I say it? Poor? Football and classical music. Uh, so it's basically Billy Elliot. It's, it's my teenage years. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Just, just get both... Felicity Jones in there, and it will be Pete's teenage years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're both really yeah. going to like this movie. And the kid who played the, 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 the protagonist in this one, he won the Marcello Mastroianni Award for best, uh, you know, for best new actor. Um, yes, yeah, so keep an eye. <laughs> keep an eye out for that one. And the last movie in competition that I saw is a Chinese one, uh, uh, Wang Xiaoshui. Uh, it's called Red Amnesia, and it's a thriller about a woman, an elderly woman, who starts receiving uh, anonymous phone calls. And um, it goes I really off like the from... idea of this already. <laughs> it's brilliant because it becomes kind of a thriller and you don't know she's a very unreliable um witness very un- unreliable narrator sorry and uh so you never know what is really going on and what she's making up and it More on that starts later. it starts from that as uh, a very intriguing thriller but then somehow it mixes in the uh politics of china and china's uh, social history from the last 20-30 years in a ridiculously seamless way and uh, it's really really strong the ending is so powerful so amazing she's brilliant so yeah excellent um, okay can so that's get, what I can s- we get some um, bitching about Kim Ki Duk because yes. he's been going downhill a lot yeah uh, this one one on one was unwatchable is you know Absolutely unwatchable. Really, Shall we really mention bad. some good ones of his then? <laughs> well, what nice. isn't this? But isn't this new one about some girl who gets raped or something? Well, yeah, a lot of his films who... do. A lot of his films do have a sort sexual of violence. misogynistic mm. type of undertone, or they deal with misogynists. It depends how you view it. Yes, but you know what? In the, the past, at least his movies used to be visually interesting and beautiful. The Isle, uh, especially. Uh, this one is uh, it's shot in the ugliest digital video you've ever seen it's uh, it's unwatchable not because it's a, it's in every sense of the word it's really I mean, really bad and we should point out that you can have digital uh, uh, photography yeah and look good absolutely yeah reconstruction yeah <laughs> for, for prime beyond example. stunning but uh yeah this one is bad okay very very quickly let me mention a couple more um i saw a, a, the british movies I'll, i will mention one is called Why? the goob because the goob uh which uh, was uh, really nice although i could not understand a word i had to read the italian <laughs> subtitles to know what's going on but it was Where's very it nice said? um no idea somewhere north i think i no, i don't know sorry me me <laughs> <laughs> I cannot understand a word. It's called The Goob. It it was really nice. Um, okay, so uh, Dearest, the, uh, Peter Hosan Chan, uh, very good too. Uh, I love it's... that you include Hong Kong in British because we did have it until 97. <laughs> no. Is that, that really Chan? the second British one? No, 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 no I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. 
No, but if you watch Happy going... Together, if you watch Happy Together, Tony and Leslie are travelling on British passports at the beginning. Yeah. I'm going through my uh, schedule and, you know, just picking out stuff. So I'm, I'm on day two. Uh, dearest, it's very interesting. Uh, it starts off as a movie you think you've seen a billion times and then it turns out to be something else, which is good. Less on um, that later. <laughs> okay, I saw uh, an Israeli movie, The Farewell Party. It's about uh, some people at uh, a retirement house who create a euthanasia machine, machine to help uh, their friends die legally. It's a comedy. <laughs> yes, it's a comedy. It's got to be a comedy. Uh, it's it's a quartet comedy. too. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's amazing. It's quartet meets Katine. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm willing to bet good money that... Mm, that within the next couple of years we're going to have a British or American remake of this. It's, you know, the best Marigold cast. Get yeah. them all. Cool. Really, really good stuff. Yeah. Um, so I saw The Box Trolls, which is a new Leica movie. This is out next week. It was out at the weekend yes. as well on previews. I almost saw it. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really sweet. I saw the Peter, Peter Bogdanovich. She's funny that way. Oh my god! I'm so oh, excited about this. No, yes, you should be. It's fantastic it's is it so screwball? funny yes it's screwball meets uh 90s sitcom meets uh 70s woody allen meets i don't know what it's you make fantastic. it sound terrible <laughs> it's it's no it's, hey it's you really... like two guys and a girl pete <laughs> yeah i do yeah well hang on it's... let's re- let's rephrase the tv I'm show friends. the tv show <laughs> no, not the own call threesome <laughs> Uh, she's funny that way is very very funny Imogen Poots which, which, who is the latest the least interesting part of the movie and still she's amazing I thought you were going to uh, say actress of her generation <laughs> um, Catherine Hahn and Jennifer Aniston are oh, awesome. hilarious yeah God. I can't wait for you to see it mm, okay I saw uh, the uh, Jackie and Ryan which I went you know, went there to kind of cannibalize it because it's. You do uh, realize starts... this is getting cut down already. It's 45 Yeah, I know. And that's why I'm rushing. Uh... Well, don't rush, it's going to get cut. <laughs> no, it's fine. We'll cut something else. Trips, it will be trimmed. My okay, digressions so will be trimmed. Let me finish. It's a couple of more movies. Jack and Ryan, uh, we went there to cannibalize it because it's Catherine Heigl and Ben Barnes in a country um, musical. What was directed Ben Barnes all right in? Just uh, in Narnia. Narnia. Something um, he's not too bad in. Oh, uh, no, I'm thinking of Benjamin Bratt. Oh, Ben Barnes. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so this one, Jack and Ryan, directed by the daughter of Michael Mann, who did Texas Killing Fields. With yeah, Jessica oh, Chastain. God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, we went Which there I told to you not it. to see. Yeah, you did. Turns <laughs> out... Don't listen to me. Turns out it's a really, really sweet and beautiful movie. And Whatever. yeah, can no, Hath- it... can Catherine Heigl sing? Can Ben Barnes she can. Because uh, yeah, Dorian he's... Gray, he was not good. He's, big, the big he's... wedding, he was pretty terrible. <laughs> he's worse than her. She can. It's it's a very sweet movie. It's not about the performances really, but yeah. Uh, okay, and then I'm going to finish. Uh, we saw the uh, Lisa Chodolenko series with Frances McDormand, the one that she got the... Um, uh, it's uh, an HBO series, four episodes, four hours. Is it about straight people? Hmm? Is it about straight people? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what a shock. Uh, it's uh, Frances McDormand and Richard Jen- Jenkins. And it's about their life throughout like um, 25, 30 years. And Bill Murray comes in in the end. 
That's um, interesting because uh, McDormand was in Laurel Canyon, which um, uh, which Holodenko did, oh, I think, about 10, 15 years ago. Uh, but it's like, is that good? Oh. It's okay. Um, I see. It's just before Beckinsale really could act, and it was before Bale, before Nivola got interesting, and Bale was just yeah. It's 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 very, in- but her. It's the way it's made is the interesting way, interesting thing about the film. Okay. So how long is this Irene? This series? How, is it longer it's, than uh, not, four not as episodes, long as this? Four hours. Four hour long. <laughs> not as long. As this okay, segment, no. and. Two more, two two more things, and I'm I'm, I'm out. Two more okay, things. Uh, two more things. Two things. Now you want to hear about those uh, that I saw in the classic section. I lot I saw a lot of movies from the classic section this year. Uh, one of them, The Tales of Hoffman, uh, which I had not seen before, the Paul yeah. Pressburger, uh, yeah. Thelma Schoonmaker was there. And yeah, Scorsese fantastic. loves this film. So, Scorsese yeah. loves this film so much. Yeah, she was there because she got a, a Life of Achievement Award, and she presented the movie to us. And she brought up a special message from Scorsese, specifically recorded for that screening. It would it be. Wow. He, he, he loves this film so much. I think and he, that's yeah. Maureen O'Hara as well, who we mentioned honorary. I think Oscar. this film was like the th- film that sort of made him want to be a filmmaker. It, it's that important to Scorsese when he was mm. a kid. It's like the film that he remembers yeah. the most when he was growing up. Is, how and good is it then, Irene? Is it? It's very impressive. Very, very impressive. It's, it's. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's not exactly a movie. It's like, um, it's, it's weird. It's very, very impressive. Really amazing colors, amazing dance. Sing amazing stuff. Okay, but one last thing in the classic sections too. They played The Innocence by Jack Clayton. I had not seen that one before. Uh, so it was, isn't, Deb- you know, isn't Debbie Carr just full of win yeah, in that film? She's brilliant. But the most amazing thing about it was that uh, in, in every classic movie they had someone uh, to present it that either had to do with the original movie or the restoration or whatever. And in The Innocence they had uh, the, the boy uh, who is now the creepy boy from the movie. He's now oh, a wow. creepy old man. <laughs> and he was sitting right next to me and he was ecstatic while we were watching it. Every time he was he on appeared screen. In, on screen, he was ecstatic. It was one of the most fantastic experiences. So that's, sweet. that's it. I'm done. Wait, wait. <laughs> was it almost you, as you fantastic didn't... as meeting Quentin Tarantino and throwing me under the bus? I'm sorry. I, I... <laughs> you didn't... Irene, you didn't mention No End. Oh yes, I saw more stuff in classics. I saw No End, which Pete was right; it's fantastic. I saw Guys and Dolls, which I had not seen before. Can I just point I out again it? the Nick Nolte quote from um, the Thin Red Line when Elias Cotius is disobeyed his, uh, is, uh, his order and then realised that he shouldn't have, and he just says, "It's never necessary for you to tell me that you think I'm right. We'll, we'll just assume it." <laughs> Noxious. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I love that. I, le- I use that quote all the time. <laughs> So yeah, that was that's it. But I'm with done. no end, I'm it out. is literally if you don't, you just watch the first scene uh, where it's just the guy is talking about how he died yeah. four days ago. He's he's on on the chair. The music's in the the music's uh, kicked it off in a really eerie way, and then the phone goes. It pans to the phone. She rolls over in bed, answers the phone, and it pulls back, and he's not there anymore. Mm. And you you oh. it either hooks you or it doesn't. So I know it hooked me. I oh, know someone who didn't. They weren't very pleased with me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right, so I'm out. Thank you, Irene, for um, <laughs> thank bringing us you. your extensive Venice coverage. Thank you for having me. That's 
Okay. We will now go on and talk about some less good films. <laughs> Believe me. Oh, is it really not staying to talk about Nicole Kibben's backside? No, I'm not. <laughs> or Mark Strong's stubble. Oh my oh, did god, that, okay. Did, did that work I'm, for you? I'm running out. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thank you. Right, so uh, that concludes uh, In Move Podcast because uh, Irini has just used all the memory in the history of the uh, internet <laughs> in order to record this. Yeah, she's um, the gift that won't stop giving. Enthusiasm. So, um, on to Preconception Corner. I've just lost my... Um... You run down. Yeah, I found it. Okay. Yeah, so oh, we're doing films from this week, who knew? Uh... <laughs> Right, this week we're doing The Pack 2, Life of Crime, They Came Together, and Before I Go to Sleep. What a marvellous title that is. Well done, boys. <laughs> Preconceptions for The Pact 2. Um, I didn't love the first one, but I thought it was decent, I thought it was interesting, and I thought it was well acted. Uh, so I saw that Katie Lots was in it, and I thought, okay, fine, I'll give it another go. Yeah, um, I really liked the first one. I think it's one of the best horror films of the decade so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably second after Cabin in the Woods, unless I'm forgetting something. Mm. Um, I s- looked this up when you mentioned it, and mm. I saw that it was directed by the guy who did The Hottie and the Naughty. It's not. It is. <laughs> not, not when I saw it. It's not on um, IMDb when I looked, because it's directed by two people. Yeah, one of them did The Hottie and the Naughty. Really? Oh, Yes. I'd look at them both. <laughs> which was the Paris Hilton um, romantic comedy, which was pretty dire. Um, so that feel that trepidatious, as Maggie would put it, about that. Um, but I did see Katie Lotz was in it. I thought, if they've got her back, then there's hope there. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, Life of Crime. I didn't really know much Just... about this, and I just saw that Jennifer Aniston and was in it. And Jennifer Aniston, you know, we don't really talk that much about her on the podcast, but no. she's I, I think she's quite a good comedic actress. So I've got a lot of time for her. Um and I did like Weather Millers and I thought she was good in that. So at the moment she's on quite high for me. I just want to point out that IMDB, unless they got their names taken off the hottie and the naughty. Mm-hmm. IMDB doesn't say that either of the guys who directed it, the Pack 2, directed that. So it might be a false What decision. about Rolte? Oh, it could be Rolte. Um, well, not the second guy. Dallas. We're talking about Dallas. No. Doesn't say anything. Known might... for the hottie and the naughty. Art department. On-set dresser. Oh, is that what he was? <laughs> yeah. So a false conception from Cal. Okay, false conception, but at the same time... Mm. He was involved. I mean, you know, it's like they got the costume guy from the Hottie and the Naughty to direct the film. <laughs> it's not exactly encouraging, is it? No. Um, but Life of Crime, I I didn't know anything about the film. I I knew it. So he Manson got to dress Harris Hilton in that film. But, and there wasn't much dressing, put it that way. <laughs> um, so Life of Crime, going in blind, pretty much. Yeah. You? Um, Life of Crime, I knew it had Fisher and Aniston in it. Uh, when I saw in the credits it was an Elmore and Leonard adaptation that is a good thing for me because I like Jackie Brown, I like uh, Out of Sight and I like to get short shorty Okay. Um, but that's all uh, sort of, sort of it was comedy crime so I thought okay fine if they're, going, if, they, if they're going in that sort of Out of Sight, I didn't expect it to be as good as Out of Sight 
but I expected a sort of like nice blend of comedy and um, uh, this sort Thriller. of tri- twisty crime shenanigans. Okay. They came together. Um, preconceptions, although you didn't see it. Yeah, I just had a quick look, and um, I didn't like the idea of just a very brief, um, um, just like he's a. They, they start off hating each other. I've just seen that film so many times. I don't want to uh, give the choice yeah. between the two. I chose life and crime. Okay. We'll I like Paul. Right. I like Paul though, and I like Rude. Yeah, I like Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler. I think they're both funny people, naturally likable. Mm. Um, I sort of like the title. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I like the tagline which is uh, he came she came they both came because <laughs> I just think it's like I just kind of risque but enough to get away with it <laughs> um, I hadn't seen any promotional material so I was just expecting them to be their funny selves mm-hmm. right what about before that I go to sleep uh, we no, talked I mean, about this last I mean the week. film not um, not the yeah. podcast yeah. Um, before I... Okay, we talked about last week. I thought um, it looked very, very trashy, like a trashy 80s film. And um, I thought Nicole Kidman looked like she was going to be quite bad in it. Mm. And... Um, but, you know, these kind of films can be entertaining. So And it was 90 minutes, so it was not a difficult decision to go and see it. Yeah. I thought I, I like I like all the people involved. I think Mark Strong's probably I think the most solid, and I think he's always at least good. Yes. In most, even in even in stuff that I don't think is particularly good, uh, he's, he's he's still the best. He's still the best thing in it. Well, Kidman, which I can't, say, which I can't say about Firth. I don't. You know, no. Having seen Gambit. Uh, <laughs> but Kidman, I mean, you can't you can't really say she was bad in much, can you? In the, in the um, past or? What's the Cold one? Mountain? What's, the, what's the Adam Sandler one? Didn't she have a hula off with uh, Jennifer Aniston or something? Is Just go with it. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. God, that took the re- back recesses of my mind oh. to figure that one out. <laughs> yeah, and so I like all the people involved. Uh, Rowan Joffe, I don't particularly care about. Um, I didn't. I hadn't read the book. Uh, and I heard it was like a twist film, which is like okay, fine, whatever. Um, but yeah. in general, in t- but judging it on the sort of films that Kidman usually does, I was expecting something. I was hoping for something as good Interesting. as the in- or as good as the interpreter, which I only think is quite good. So I wasn't expecting anything marvelous, but I was hoping for something that could be quite decent. Okay. Okay. Alright, so let's start with the pack two. Right, you or me? You. Ah. <laughs> right, the pack two begins, assuming that you can remember the first, the minutiae of the first film. It was hazy, but... Yeah, yeah. and uh, basically uh, there's a woman uh, whose, uh, hus- whose bloke is a cop. Uh, she cleans up um, crime uh, scenes for a living. And uh, one day she's informed that I'm trying to remember this film. I watched it two days ago. I'm really struggling there. <laughs> one day she is informed that uh, her mother is not her mother. Yes, by a creepy FBI uh, uh, bloke who is investigating, uh, who is who is a serial killer profiler, and uh, the uh, case from the original film, The Pact, uh, 
begins to rear its ugly head while things are going bump in the night in the <laughs> Well, they're not going bump in the night enough, quite frankly. <laughs> and it's, I mean, the first one I thought was directed very well. Yes. It, the, Te- was because, tense. Yeah. They used the budget well because it probably, I'm going to hazard a guess and say it was lower budget than this film had. And it uses it so much better. Oh, no, I think this one looks pretty cheap. No. Maybe that's just a direction, though. Maybe. Mm. But it does take a, a long time to get going. I, I really wish that Katie Lotz had entered the picture sooner. 50 minutes. Yeah. It takes 50 minutes for Katie Lotz to turn up. And does she, is that because she doesn't want to be in the film? No, I don't think it's because she doesn't want to be in the film. I think it's just they, they probably just... Um, Asked her if she was, but apparently now she's doing a TV show. I had no idea about this. Um, I was I looked up on the RNDB page and it said something like ranked 99, 99th sexiest woman in the world. And I thought why? Not because of, not because look- of how she looks, but I was just who knows why that? exactly? Yeah, nobody saw the pact. Um, Don't you think she looks like Melissa George? I do. With I, she, freckles. She, she is a poor man's Melissa George. There's no, there's no question about it. Mm. Um, but um, I certainly certainly. Mr. George goes to the gym more. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, so so I think basically what it is is she's got her TV show or whatever that is, and and uh, can't commit. Yeah, and so they've said, she's said that, and they thought, okay, fine, we'll we'll write write around that. And it's a shame because the actual lead, who looks a lot like Rose Byrne, um, yeah, is very weak presence um, and not very interesting. I think, well, I didn't think she was anyway. I don't think the character's interesting. I think as an actress, she's just fine with what she's given, but she's not elevating it, uh, and she's not. She doesn't have. Uh, I see what you mean with the presence. She doesn't have a gripping screen presence to make you no. really compelled by what is happening to or interested in what is happening to her. Yeah, I mean, I think at a certain point you have to say, well, the script's not giving her very much. So no. what she got to give, and it's like. But when the mother dies, yeah, <laughs> spoiler. Well, no, it's not much um, of a spoiler. No, she. I mean, there's not much there, is there? I, no. I, I didn't feel any connection broken there, or, no. um, so and it's I don't know. I, you've got also got Haley Hudson in this. Gets even less time in this than she did in the first film. And, and she made an impression in the first one. We she both did. We we're, were both impressed with her. She's a very interesting actress, or yeah. at least in this role, and yet she doesn't get given the time of day. No. No. But with this, I, 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 it looks really, the first 20 minutes especially, it just looks cheap, and it, it sort of, it doesn't have what made the first one good. Yeah. Uh, which it's was too American. Which was namely there were two th- there were two there were two things in the in the first one, and it, it was the direction, and it was Casey Lotz. That mm-hmm. that was more than the plot because the plot was more sort of like as I recall because I don't recall the plot. Yeah, it's just specific. You recall the plot, the plot well. twist though, right? Yeah, I remember the twist. Yeah, but the, it, it sort of shifted along in sections from one to the next. It was quite. I remember it being quite a compartmentalized um, film in that respect. It's like yeah. okay, now we're going to go into the backstory for the for, for twenty minutes, and now we're going to go into the, for the finale. And that sort of thing. More structured. Yeah. So it wasn't the writing wasn't the calling card, and uh, I didn't think the uh, individual set pieces were particularly the calling card. But it was the it was the mood, it was the atmosphere, and it was her, a very strong central performance. And just all of that is lacking in this one. 
But I still think it's watchable enough for the most part, but then it falls off the cliff writing-wise at the end because it's so underwhelming. Well, I just, I think, ultimately, it's way, way, way too predictable. Mm. And I I predicted the end pretty much half an hour before it happened, Mm. at least, because it's just what... What else is It seemed like the script had very little uh, areas to go in general, and it's just a shame. I mean, it's stuff like Scream. Scream took the the mickey out of this nearly 20 years ago now, this kind of format, Mm. and this kind of... Uh, twist. There's, a, there's one really mo- funny moment where, where she says, I think it wants us to go upstairs. And Katie <laughs> Lodge says, I'm so sick and tired of all this shit or something. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> I did laugh out loud for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but there's not enough of that. If you're going to, if you're going to, and that's why sort of Katie Lodge sort of did bring a breather, sort of breath of fresh air into it. I was, it was like, oh, yes, finally, thank God. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it was her acting as sort of like um, acting the, the sort of resignation of the character or just like I can't believe I'm doing this again yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she had that sort of exasperation on her face but that's what I mean like if she'd come in 10 minutes in and then they'd have gone on this quest together and it had tried to introduce mysteries and not gone the whole serial killer mm. saw route with the whole you know motivation of wanting to create a legacy out of a psycho and and that's the whole my problem with this is when it gets to the end it it doesn't there's no foundation for that and when you sort of look back on think well why uh is that person doing that which is underpinning the whole point of the film and it's just not there no it's just not there and you can't care and and in order to care you have to have been compelled or interested or engaged up until that point. Uh, whereas I was just thinking, I said, oh, see where it goes, see where it goes, please get better. But then when that falls flat, it's sort of, it's, it's, yeah. it's an okay base that they don't do anything with. I mean, it's, it's, it depends what you want to see. Do you want to see a routine, boring film with very few ideas? Mm-hmm. Um, that's not going to be calamitous? Or do you want to see a calamitous film mm. with lots of ideas that fall off the cliff? Yeah. And But you, you're probably going to end up more interested in it, like something like I Know Who Killed Me, the Lindsay Lohan <laughs> film, which is a complete train, train wreck. wreck. But there's a, lot, <laughs> there's a lot noteworthy about it. Yeah. I mean, for so, this one, I think where the tipping point was the scene uh, in the attic where they go upstairs, and they sort of, they do sort of, I mean, A, why are they going up there? In the first yeah, place. yeah, yeah. But, but which is what, like, like what you like what you're saying with screen. But then, but then, when what happened? The first thing that happens when the lights kick out. You're like, oh yes, that's actually yeah. really interesting. But then they just do a riff on the on the rear, rear window. window thing, yeah. and you're like, oh, okay, fine. You, you're using a cigarette lighter. It's slightly different, but they just go in the most trite, least interesting ways possible with a semi decent idea. Yeah, and that probably sums up the film. And I cannot imagine that... Also, they set up a sequel mm. to this, which just yeah. really, you it's know, a, took it's, the cake, frankly. Yeah, it's like it's like the end of Species. <laughs> it's, just, it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. And yeah, it's I, like, the, yeah. The, the next one is not going to be released at cinemas. No, it's straight, straight to DVD. It's horror channel stuff. Yeah. It's vi- video on demand. It's DVD. Which is, which is a shame because there's much better stuff that's done that, like Midnight Sun. 
I, I saw that on uh, like a, yeah. a, a premiere on a, on I think it was one of the sci-fi channels or a horror channel on them. I just came across it one night, and I actually had a look at this the other day because this film got me thinking of it because Casey Lotts and um, I started thinking about Meyer Parish and what's the guy's name Zach Kilberg. Yes, in Midnight nice Sun. Yeah. Neither of them have done anything since, mm. and that is just a shame because they're both good. Yeah. And, and the and the direction was good as well. Yeah, and she's probably teaching. I remember reading that she was like uh, teaching yoga to pay the bills. Oh, I thought you were going to say teaching acting. No, oh, teaching dear. yoga. We'll yeah, shown. and then sequels like this get made. And, mm. I mean, I don't resent a sequel to to the Pact being made. I just think you wish it was a better one. I wish it was Nicholas McCarthy doing it again. Yes. Put it that way. Well, the thing is, he's done his. He, there's nothing else to do for him, is there? He's done it. It's already already based on a short of the same thing that that he did. Yeah. So he's been there, done it, and now he's doing it with Catalina. <laughs> is he? What's that's he it, doing? That's his next film. It's actually out quite soon, I think. Okay. I th- I know. It's, is it the at the Devil's Door? Yes. Or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we should definitely do that then, because mm. yeah, certainly. Uh, D plus for the pact. Um. It's either a four or a five. I think I would have. Give, I think I gave it a five yesterday. From but from, from the sound of this, it sounds more like a four. I think it was very watchable for the most part. So I do think it's kind of average. But the end pissed me off less than something like Sinister. Is that the one with Ethan Hawke? Yeah. Yeah, that really annoyed me more. So I think it's slightly better than that overall for me. Um, or the end is worse, less bad, less terrible. <laughs> so okay. yeah, I go. I'll go with five just to be nice. Okay. All right. Um. So, life of crime. Shall I do that one as well, or do you? Well, basically, the question is: I, Do you want me to do before I go to sleep? Yes, okay. I'll do. I'll do the other two. Because mm-hmm. I, I didn't know whether you were seeing one of these anyway. Mm. So, okay, life of crime. It's set in uh, the nineteen seventies in America. Mm. It's about two criminals who are John Hawkes and Mosdef who decide to kidnap Jennifer Aniston, who's the wife of a corrupt real estate developer, played by Tim Robbins. They ask for a million dollars ransom, um, but it turns out that he has already arranged for divorce papers to be sent to her and is now in the Bahamas with his piece on the side, who is Isla Fisher. Hmm. And understandably, he's not too keen to pay, and shenanigans ensue. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to cut mildly to the chase on this one. Okay. I think what you've just described is a very good setup for a film. And it's actually yeah. quite, it's very interesting. It's fresh. Uh, even though it was written like 20, 30 years ago, whatever. I wouldn't say it was fresh. I know. I think, I think it's fresh in that because you, that you, you I, I haven't seen a film where you've kidnapped somebody and the person actually doesn't, uh, doesn't care. I think it happened in Outrageous Fortune with Bette Midler and Danny DeVito. Okay. Also, Fargo had something similar to this, didn't it? Mm. I can't really remember Fargo. I just didn't like it. (laughs) Okay. And um, but and and that's all very well and good. That that's that sets up fine. I've got a problem with it. I think that's got potential for a good film. My problem is all the sort of subplots and weirdness are just crap in this. That you got a weird subplot with Will Forte. Yeah, that I I think that's the only one that I didn't like. And then you got the they've got some random Nazi bloke who's there um who's there who's who helps them out. Didn't think that worked either. 
and mm. then you've got and then it doesn't with with Fisher it's like it doesn't fully commit to Robin's not caring it's just more that he's been controlled by Fisher and yeah. so that inherently makes it less interesting than that basic setup uh, would suggest I think it'd be, I think it'd certainly be funnier if he just really didn't care yeah, although he doesn't really show that he cares about her. In, in the early days, he's quite, you know, I was quite worried about Robbins in general in the early days because he seemed like a bit 2D towards mm. her. Yeah. Uh, and when he was like driving the car drunk and stuff. Mm. But then he does get better when he's away from that with Fisher. Mm. But I mean, I just wanted to like compare this to American Hustle and say I, I thought it was better. At the um, beginning, I was thinking that, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it hits the highs. Like I, I don't think there's Doesn't anything the in this as good as it's good. Not nothing as good as Amy Adams in this or no. anything, um, or the art direction. Mm. But I think it's far more consistent and less spasmodically directed. Yes. Yeah. And it's not. I, I don't think it's a new plot line, really. Mm. But I think I I think the actors are good enough to carry it through. Yeah, I think Hawks is the best in show. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked his uh, uh, chemistry with Sarandon. Uh, sorry, Sarandon. Sarandon. Aniston. Aniston. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. I liked his chemistry with Aniston. And what I didn't realise, which which is completely random, this is what I was alluding to earlier with the, the same characters. Is these are the same characters from uh, Jackie Brown. Wow. So most deaf and so John Hawks. Supposed to be, most yeah. deaf and John Hawks are Samuel L. Jackson and. Um, uh, Robert De Niro and Melanie. Uh, so and uh, Isla Fisher is Bridget Fonda. God, which is just totally crazy, and I just hadn't picked up on that at all. No, and you wouldn't pick up on that because it's a completely different film. Yeah, but yeah, and I I, I think because I, I did get the American Hustle vibe, especially in the first twenty minutes. Yeah. I think I think the longer it went on, I was just naturally comparing it to other Elmore Leonard ones, and I was thinking like. With with something like Out of Sight, you'll have the incredible David Holmes soundtrack and all that sort of Northern Soul tunes in the background, which is perfectly encapsulates the mood and the sort of tone of the piece. And that's what I think this really lacked because there's some stuff which is obviously there for humour. And I don't think uh, I do think I do agree with you that overall this is uh, more balanced than American Hustle. But yeah. I, but I think as a comedy, this I think this is too balanced in terms of uh, drama. Uh, you think it's not it's not interesting enough for long enough? You mean? Or... Well, no, no, no. I just think uh, they need uh, it. It could be funnier, and it would be better if they played up the fu- the funny more. And it, as a result, it just it's it leaves a bit of a damp squib. Yeah, I, I mean that's what I was saying. I don't think the highs of, mm. the highs of American Hustle. I don't think the lows are the lows of Jennifer Lawrence and Christian mm. Bale throwing stuff at each other. Yeah, but at the same time, Oscar, please. <laughs> Neely, yeah, close but no cigar, Jen. Um, I I thought Aniston was actually the best. Um, mm. just because I think she's perfect for the character because she's always ever since Friends, or Friends probably gave it to her like this kind of cynicism. So now, like when she's faced with three people, who she can take seriously to an extent, mm. but who she can tell are out of their depth. I think the way she treats the situation, the way she acts it, fearfully enough, but not too intimidated or shy, mm. really fits with it. And I do like the idea of them 
I mean, her and Hawk's scenes together, I think, are all really good. Yes. Um, which and you wouldn't really put those two actors together. No, and that's why I, that's why I think it works because I mean, uh, you can tell from from very early on they're going in the sort of um, uh, attraction between the uh, captor and the captive, which again isn't fresh at all. We we have seen that loads. Yeah. Um, but it, even though he's not extraordinarily good looking, and she is obviously, um, mm-hmm. it, it is believable in terms of how they play it together. So. Yeah, and she's going out with Tim Robbins. I mean, she's not going out with Brad Pitt, is she? <laughs> I, d- I didn't know. Sorry, that. Jeff. I didn't know that. <laughs> dear. Oh dear. Um. Yeah. What do you think about Isla Fisher then? Because I think she's got the kind of bitch role here. Um, I was disappointed, really. I think, but I think. It's it's a two it's a two D role. I don't think she she it depends what really frankly it depends what the director's asking her for because she isn't going full full sassy bitch and she isn't going uh, ditzy uh, yeah at, or, uh, with the uh, with the way that Bridget Fonda played that character in uh, which I'm thinking about this after the fact now with yeah, the way yeah. that Bridget Fonda played that character in. Um, uh, Jackie Brown's completely disinterested. Yeah, but it's. I mean, that, that's probably the problem with the film in general is that there isn't enough commitment to anything. Mm. If the characters, apart from money, but I mean, it, it they just none of them feel particularly passionate about anything. No. Um, and it, it's just it's sort of like. It does need more. I think you're right about the drama. It does need I mean, more. So, yeah, I, 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 I get why the Nazi guy, Nazi guy's there. He's there for the comedy, but like, because obviously he's like um, a racist guy who's doing something with a with a black guy, who's doing a job with a black guy, and they do go for comedy in some of that. But then it's so laced with seriousness and the, the sort of perviness uh, within with the peeping holes. That's not done for humour. That's done for I don't know what that's done for really. Yeah, I think it's, it's just, strange. I, I think I it's done to uh, push along the relationship with Hawks and uh, Aniston. I think it's I think it's a dramatic device for that, and it works because it distinguishes the two of them, and it gets it, it gets her in a different dynamic with Hawks. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. But when that character is surely there for for the comic relief, he's not there for the comic relief for most of the time. He's there for the weird uh, uh, comparison. It's sort of like the guy from Panic Room. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The crazy one. Mm. I'd, I'd actually, when that when that threat to Aniston happens, I actually wasn't offended by it in a, in the ways that I have been in other films, because mm. I didn't feel like it was doing that for the hell of it. Mm. But yeah, there's there's not really enough of that in general. There's not really enough danger in the film in general, mm. or stakes, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I think I'm giving this a five out of ten. It's watchable. I'll give it a B minus because mm. I thought the ensemble were pretty good. Mm. So cool. Right, so tell me about they came together. They came together. Um it's about Paul Rudd, uh, who works for a candy corporation. And Amy Paula, who owns an independent candy shop. They get set up on a blind date, hit it off badly because uh she thinks he's a corporate drone and he thinks she's rude 
uh, the <laughs> end of... Which both probably are. <laughs> well, maybe not. They end up working past that, um, but other things get in the way of their happiness. No right. Including Ed Helms. Yeah, Ed Helms always gets in the way of everyone's happiness. And believe it or not, Ed Helms is actually one of the better parts of the film. My God, that's a damning uh, indictment. It is. <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's sort of like um, it's set up as a pastiche of old style comedies. So it's it's very like you can't take it with you with mm. the setup. Mm, where yeah, yeah, yeah. he was the corporate mm. heir who was um, his family owned the company that wanted to knock down uh, Gene Arthur's house mm. it's exactly the same thing they're after Amy Poehler's little shop little sweet shop we're all after Amy Poehler's little sweet shop <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's, it's unapologetically <laughs> copying that formula <laughs> I was going to say something, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> I, but I don't think David Wayne, who's the director, who did Wanderlust, right. which I actually thought wasn't too bad, okay. but um, I don't think he ever grasps a kind of palatable enough tone for this, and it doesn't make the film seem breezy enough, and the actors don't make the film seem breezy enough, and it's very, very try-hard, and it's very erratically random with its humour. So you've got like, I'm going to give some examples here of the humour of the film. Hmm. First of all, there's a gross-out joke with Chris Maloney soiling himself in a superhero costume. Right. Again, that's just like me on a Saturday night at the Royal, but whatever. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> if only the superhero wasn't Wonder Woman, it'd be less embarrassing. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start putting 18 plus things on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you impressed with that one? Mildly. <laughs> it made an impression. <laughs> it did. Um, they go to, uh, Rudd and Polar go to a restaurant and the waiter's really snobby. He turns around and he's got a literal pole up his ass. Right. Um, Paul Rudd's smoking hot. Sorry, go. Paul Rudd's smoking hot girlfriend. Is a adulteress, and she takes off a mask near the end, and she's actually revealed to be Judge Judy, the Judge Judy. Oh God! So the film is endlessly stupid and bizarre. Yeah. And it's just, I, I just, it's very, very scripted, and it's. I don't think. I mean, I mentioned the other the other day or the other week about What's Up Doc and the fact that you can't replicate this, mm. but at the same time. You can't take the piss out of it without embracing it too, mm. and I think the film takes the piss out of it too much. Well, you was just—I was going to mention. Funny you mentioned. That. I was going to mention Leatherheads earlier when you were saying how they're not breezy enough, and I was just thinking, well, yeah, but then Leatherheads was breezy, but that didn't work either, really. So you, it's a, it's a fine line you're treading either way. Yeah, but I mean, don't tread that line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Material, yeah. you know. Yeah. Again, Down with Love did this very well. Mm. But it's just, I mean, there are some bright spots. Um, Ed Helms has the Ralph Bellamy role in The Awful Truth. And he's the least offensive he's ever been. Really? Which is still not great, but it's fine. Um, Some of it is charmingly funny, you know. They do have some chemistry between them. 
Um, and it, it is watchable to an extent because their interplay, although not written well, um, you can kind of believe certain passages of it. Mm. And it's nice to look at Paul Rudd for 80 minutes, so... There we go. Mm. But um, the moral of the story, tone is everything. Mm. And this film does not have a, a solid enough tone. Um, and it's way, way too, frank, like, just downright stupid. Mm. So, and it, this is like, I mean, this week, preconceptions are going out the window. Yeah. Apart from the pact. Yeah. Completely going out the window. And this is like... Not what I was expecting at all. Mm. Just really disappointing. Mm. And I don't have to say it, but C minus. Mm. Right, so film of the week, uh, before I go to sleep, which is about a woman who, in the most garth from Wayne's World of ways, uh, I'm talking about her. <laughs> Not another blank. Wayne's World reference. No, it's the same one, Blank Check. Oh, right. In the most Garth from Wayne's You said Blank Slate last week. Blank Slate, yes, sorry, yeah, Blank Slate. I think there probably Uh. is another one called Blank Check. Uh, (laughs) Mid-90s classic. Uh, (laughs) In the most Garth from Wayne's World of Fights. He's waking up every single morning, not being able to remember uh, what's happened the day before. As far as she's concerned, she uh, is still in her early 20s and she just wakes up one day next to Colin Firth. Isn't that life's dream? Unfortunately, she finds herself uh, naked in front of a wall full of pictures and with a camera shortly placed immediately behind her backside. And um, this happens every single day. And um, so every day she has to uh, relearn in (laughs) reformat her potted history. And then as soon as her Firth goes out the door... Um, Mark Strong is calling on the phones, uh, saying that uh, he's a doctor who she's been seeing on the sly. Uh, he's told us to keep a video diary, and then we get to uh, cut to two weeks earlier to see the background to Mr. Strong's entrance into the proceedings. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just distracted by Mr. Strong's entrance. Yeah, no, I thought um, about that one. I, okay. I think if we were to really take the piss out of this film, when? we'd have to talk a lot about the plot. Yeah. And a lot about the different machinations of the plot, which are kind of... I think at one point you have to let certain stuff go. It cheats. It so cheat. much. It does cheat. So much. It's so badly written that I can't believe this is based on like a bestseller. It's just like Dan Brown. So has Dan Brown written this? Because all my problems with this film, well, most of my problems with this film, are with the writing, because it doesn't hold up to any intellectual scrutiny whatsoever. None of the motivations. It's It's like, I can't remember anything from the last 16 years. As far as I'm concerned, I've woken up next to you for the first time, and I've never seen you before, but oh, oh, you've just walked in on me when I'm in the shower. Let's have sex. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, and, yeah. and her reaction to everything, anything big that happens that day, is just so ridiculous. It's just so unbelievable. It's like, don't trust Ben. It's like, well, why on earth would you say that? You don't even remember anything before that. You used to, there's actually really nothing to actually um, underline that. But that's it's just basically so you can uh, wake up the next day and have, him, have you saying that. And think, oh, no, I've got to be on my guard. But well, why were you in the first place? <laughs> well, if the film... No, but if the... 
the film does anything well. It does do certain things well. Um, I'm on the fence here. Yeah. Um, it does build a sense of paranoia as it goes. Um, but I think it's... I know, I, I know you can say women are irrational, but it, for me it's a completely no, irrational no, no, sense no, of no, paranoia. No, 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 no. Well, I think if somebody had woken up in that situation, seen the camera and thought that, yeah, you can say, why would she like that in the first place? Mm. But we don't we don't enter mm. the film at that point. It does flash back. What do you think about that? Was... I thought immediately, it's, why it, are they doing it? Because all you're going to do is it's going to put you in a position where you remember something that the character doesn't, and in that is, and if Memento showed us anything that uh, that is not that that is when you're dealing with an amni or five times two um, showed you why it's not actually that great. Um, if you're going to put a character in a situation where you know more than the character then it's very difficult dramatically to not just be sat there thinking, well, yeah, you're stupid. Yeah. So you've got to cut... But, you've got to cut... And the, it's, got to, it's got to keep you in the dark about certain things. Yeah. Which it does for long enough. Um, there are some iffy things. I mean, I, Mark Strong no, must know the inner workings of their home very well because yeah. he never calls while Conan Firth's there. Yeah. And he um, sees no if it, Exactly. And if you don't remember, and if you don't remember from one day to the next, mm. it stands to reason that she's going to incriminate herself mm. in some way because you can't. I mean, you've got no forethought. You've got no. No, you can't remember what you've done before. Exactly. No. Yeah. And the films. I think the film needs to outline more clearly that it's a very hazy memory situation. Yeah. And then the problem is, given where it goes, and because you say it's very difficult to talk about this and not talk about the specifics of the plot. Um, what? No, don't spoil the end. I'm not going to spoil the end. No, no, I'm not going to go anywhere near the end. But um, <laughs> but what I'm, what I'm going to say is that uh, they get around cheating massively by, by having Strong make a one offhand comment by saying, which they put in the trailer, saying that your imagination is filling in the gaps in your memory. But it really isn't that with what they're doing in this thing. Because she remembers, and this isn't a spoiler in terms of it happens, it, it doesn't impact on yeah. it. Yeah, she yeah. remembers that um, uh, uh, she, she's trying to find uh, the person who has beaten her up and put her in a position where she didn't in the first place. And she remembers the name Mike. And this isn't a, this this isn't a spoiler because it doesn't it doesn't matter in terms of uh, uh, the machinations of the plot blah blah blah. And then so what happens is uh, you then will will see a piece of paper with a particular drawing on it with the word Mike next to it. And that that is that is and whether this is, this is coming to her in dreams slash memories or what have you. And that is purely there, uh, purely there to uh, get the audience to think a certain thing. And it, it's the same. It, they do a similar sort of thing with with uh, a different character uh, and a name badge, and it's just it just doesn't. It's cheating, uh, and it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. Make, it, it doesn't follow through. It doesn't tie up with the uh, the setup, and it's just a load of old bollocks, quite frankly. And um, so when you get to the end and the big reveal and the massive twist, you, it, it, it's like, well, yeah, that's I... that's only a twist because you've lied. <laughs> yeah, it has to withhold stuff, and therefore, I mean, if it hadn't withheld stuff, though, this would just be interminably dull. Like it'd be a Japanese it needs film. To do this, <laughs> well, it needs to do this. It's 
Um, yeah, but you can I do wanna... it in better ways than just... I'm not sure. I, I haven't read the book. I think the book's probably gimmicky yeah. and written gimmickly, mm. like in a way that's good to read but difficult to flesh out. Mm. And there isn't much fleshing out about the character, which is what I had a problem with, because there's so much spent on the situation that you don't really understand the character very yeah. well. and maybe you're... Uh, the other thing is... Why? And she, well, and uh, you, I mean, you know what the end is. You you know what the big twist is. Blah 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 blah. I don't understand why it's even necessary, given her condition. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Why? 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 Why the the the, the massive setup of the whole? Because this this guy who's written this was obviously sat at home and thought, yeah, wouldn't it be good if you had retrograde amnesia and this was the twist? And you think, but it, it's unnecessary. If you've got retrograde amnesia, you don't need that. Yeah, it makes it makes no freaking sense. Well, it, yeah, that that's why they need Anne Marie Duff in the film. Oh God, how did she I'd, get work? I actually thought she was good. No, oh, I don't believe a single emotion that woman attempts to portray. Um, uh, no. It's, I also, I want to completely throw a preconception out the window about Nicole Kidman. I think nobody, um, or barely anybody, could have given this role any more credence than she did. I thought she was very, very decent in the film. I um, I can only draw... I can only think of a couple of foreign actresses that I think might have done a better job. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I don't mean nobody ever. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, saying, I mean, you know, if you're going to pick somebody for this, I think... It, it's not a bad shout. She kind of sells the end. Yeah, it's not a bad honest. shout. I mean, immediately off the top of my head, I'd say someone like an Isabel Carey, because she does wonders with this sort of thing, like Anna M playing the psychopath, um, and she does that sort of teary weepiness extremely well, I think. Uh, but Watts could have done pretty well, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, she's got... I th- she thinks... That's what she does. I mean, Nicole Kidman, she just thinks about the character, and she's all about the character. I mean, if she you... hasn't got much here, but she... she get, Gives the character everything. I mean, if if you take an page. actress, but uh, just taking like foreign actors, if you take an actress that we both like, who we mentioned today, Nina Hoss, I mean, I don't think Nina Hoss would have done a better job than Nicole Kidman in this film. No. I don't think she'd have been extraordinarily miscast in this film. <laughs> yeah. I, d- I didn't dislike the film a lot. No, I, neither just did because I, really. I thought it's... it was, I thought it was very entertaining, um, even though it did cheat. Mm. Uh, I thought. I thought Firth and Strong were fine. Yeah. Um, it's. I just wanted more about. I wanted more of when when she says to Mark Strong, "I don't think I'm the type of woman that would cheat on my husband." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, "How do you know?" I wanted more of that. Yeah. I wanted more self-evaluation, not more evaluation of what was going on around her. Mm. But I accept that that's the concept of the film. And but I, I feel like in Memento we knew a lot more about Guy Pearce. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, yeah. So it's difficult, really. Yeah. What do you think about the direction? Serviceable. Yeah. See? Mm. Yeah, uh, it was probably a 5 out of 10 when I was in there, but it does cheat, and I do think it's uh, below average as a result, uh, so I'm going to give it 4 out of 10. Okay. Right. Alright, what are we doing now? Uh... Well, we're not going to do 1999. It's too long. Okay. Well, we'll do Shag Kill. Yeah. Um, we've got, you've got three over four. Mm-hmm. So, fire away. I would 
Uh, I'll start with the kill. I'm going to kill the pack too because I don't think it has a reason to exist. Even though I think it's better than before I go to sleep. Agree. I would watch before I go to sleep right now because I would not want to watch that every weekend for the rest of my life. And I'd watch Life of Crime every weekend for the rest of my life. Because it's it's the most watchable of the lot. And I'm going to match you. Yeah. All the way there. Because mm-hmm. I, I would definitely kill the pack to that they came together. Because it's, yeah, no reason to exist. Okay, the awesome factor. This should be interesting. Um, the pack two, uh, the British girl uh, playing American is uh, nice, but no. Okay, uh, poor man's um, Melissa George is again nice, but no. Uh, Life of crime. Aniston has had her day. Isla Fisher is both uh, Hathaway Protocol because the um, brunette thing just does not work for her. And also really? a Saldana situation. And um, uh, so maybe just a general say-do. And uh, before I go to sleep, uh, Kidman, even from behind. <laughs> That's terrible. No, uh, Kidman um, usually wouldn't be a yes. Um, uh, and she uh, and they make her pretty dowdy-ish here for the most part. And, well, she's a wreck. Yeah. She, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Right, so, uh, yeah, I think um, uh, Watson's uh, Watson. <laughs> Olsen's got this covered. Okay. Um, Alright, the Isaac range. Uh, the Pact. Um, the Boyfriend is a no. Mm-hmm. The Detective's a no. Mm-hmm. Uh, Life of Crime. Moz Death is a yes. Mm-hmm. No, John Hawks is a no. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came together. Paul Rudd's a yes. Mm-hmm. Ed Helms is a no. Mm-hmm. Before I go to sleep, first is never no. a yes for you. Never. Uh, but Mark Strong is. Yeah, I thought he would be. So it's four point zero on the range. Tough week. It's tough. It's hard out here for a pimp. It really is. Uh, we have a website, moveforpodcast.com. You can check out everything on there. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We'd appreciate it. Next week we have Pride. That, Any more excited of, for this? Speaking of train wrecks, <laughs> have you seen Wendy? I gave us four, five stars. You know what? Yeah. Well, if Wendy I gives stars. a film, wait. If Wendy I gives a film five stars, I usually give it three. I like Wendy I because she's funny. I don't agree with her. This this <laughs> the, this is the thing with me. I like reviewers because of the way they review. I don't like reviewers because of their opinion. And I think most people. But that's that's don't. exactly what you. That's exactly what you should. It should be, but I don't like, think most people work like that. I think most mm. people like the reviewers that they agree with. <laughs> well, I I don't know. I like the look of Pride preconception, so I'll definitely see it. It looks funny. Um, we also have the box trolls is out, which is like her, which. Do we like her, like her? <laughs> I liked Coraline. I haven't seen Paranorman. I liked Coraline. I thought Paranorman was pretty good, so, yeah. And we also have a most wanted man, Nina Haas. Indeed. Happy birthday, Peter. Yes. Will you be a most wanted man after Friday night? Well, well, good. <laughs> We, we shall see. We shall see how the uh, how the how the evening uh, pans out. Whether it ends up being a hangover style, uh, uh, waking up in the hotel room with a ti- with a tiger. Yeah, and that's not um, Isla Fish. No, in uh, Bachelorette. No, uh, you got a jam. 
Uh, come back to me. Right. The dead leaves. Oh, I... oh, if anyone asks, by the dead leaves. Okay. Mine is um, Queen by Perfume Genius. She's like the gayest. I was like the gayest song ever, but it's not. Nothing genius. So it's Ben Whishaw. <laughs> I thought that wasn't genius, though. Well, no, but the character's supposed to be. Damn, this is crap. We can't end on Shout Out Loud. It's 1999 now. We c- we've already done I that. I know, but we so could have done it again. Oh, so we could have been the prince then. We can't, um, we can't slag Ben Whishaw off. You've got to take that back. <laughs> Lilting. Because Naomi's going to crucify us. <laughs> So that was the Christy Clanger, your your misconception. It was or the um Hottie in the Naughty. Yes. Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton was the Clanger. One day we're gonna live.